What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast. I got Brandon Bornanson here with me today, who is a serial salesperson who's generated over $100 million in sales deals when he sold for IBM and Google. He's a two-time seven-figure entrepreneur, expert sales speaker, trainer, author. This guy is all over the place. Brandon, welcome, man. It's awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, Ryan, thanks so much for having me. And you're like one of the first people that didn't butcher my last name. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of, you know what? I, I come from a place where my name is simple as it's what? I don't even know my name. One, two, three, four, six letters or whatever. Um, it gets butchered all the time. So yeah. I, I, I feel for you, man. People oh, add ends. They say Stolly, Stanley. It's, it's very annoying. So. Stanley. Come on. Come <laughs> yeah, so... So anyways, why don't we, you know, Brandon is the CEO of Seamless AI and, you know, awesome stuff that they're doing over there that helps on multiple levels that I can't wait to get into. But prior to that, I, I, Brandon, I really want you, man, to, to just give everyone a quick backdrop on your journey and how you got to where you're at today, because you definitely have a very unique one. And I think it could be inspiring to, to certain salespeople just to hear your journey. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thanks so much for having me again on the show. I love the podcast and it's exciting to hear about all the different strategies to, to just go to market and win big deals. So uh, yeah, quick background. You know, um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. My mom and dad worked four jobs. We were super poor. Uh, and then my dad was doing construction on the weekends and then um, selling computers at Macy's like back in the day in retail, like literally You've got ties and then you have computers and shoes. And he was the guy selling computers, met a sales executive, sold him a computer. And then that sales executive offered him a sales internship at this software startup. And then my father ends up joining the software startup to becoming the, the VP of sales, building the first billion dollar software company in the US, taking it public uh, called Computer Associates. So I saw my life when, at the age of like five to 15, go from super poor to super rich because of software sales. And, uh, you know, when I wanted to go to college, I was like, hey, I'm going to go to college that's got a sales school, a business school, and an entrepreneurship program. So I went to a, a college in my town called Ohio University. And um, I was a big online poker player. And I just figured out a way to, instead of playing poker, build a business around marketing these poker sites Kind of like the gold rush. Instead of searching for the gold, you sell the axes and shovels. Wait, wait. Uh, you gotta stop. You gotta stop right there. So you were a big online poker player. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. I was deep into that as well. Were you uh, a cash game player, tournament player? What What was your? Uh, mainly cash, like low stakes to and to then high stakes, like crazy tens of thousands of dollar hands. It was, it was play against like Durr and some of those, like, do you remember so, those? I was mainly on party poker and full toe poker um, and poker stars. And then, you know, I was getting sponsored by, by party poker. And then I just pretty much became a, a big 
I built a technology to find people online that were playing for competitive sites. It was like a crawler. And then I built an email technology that would email these people to join the, the sites that I then repped. So okay. it was fun. So, but the, the swings way. in poker, oh, you dude. know, are, are brutal. Like I could have a $50,000 day and then I could have a hundred thousand dollar loss. And, you know, I just realized I could make more money marketing and selling these poker sites than actually playing or like reduce the risk. Right. And uh, that that's when I kind of launched my first company at the age of 18 that did $12 million in sales, ran that for three years. Uh, and then they made online gambling illegal. President Bush, I don't know if you remember that, but it, oh, yeah. it destroyed me. The US Safe Port Act of uh, 2007 <laughs> by President Bush, he made it illegal online. And I was just too young. I was 20 years old. Didn't know how to go like international, didn't know how to do anything. So I just pretty much, my partners and I, we launched a second company called InMobile. We thought text message marketing was going to be the future. And when we built InMobile, um, we invested $3 million and ran it for the next three years into the ground. And uh, we it was a complete failure because we didn't have the one thing that I'm obsessed with now, which is the list. I, we didn't have the list of the B2B marketers that we needed to sell in mobile to. And it was just an utter long failure. Also, the second reason why that business failed was because we were egotistical and coachable entrepreneurs. Our first business, when you make $12 million, you know, you don't, you, you think you know everything. And then mm-hmm. it takes you getting your ass kicked to actually realize you don't know shit. So we're really grateful for, for that experience. So shit, by the age of 23, 24, shut down that business. A few of my partners went to IBM to build AI products. They told me I should sell for them. So I joined IBM after quitting entrepreneurship. And then when we were selling for IBM, you know, we spent millions of dollars on outdated, expensive sales list databases because in mobile failed because we didn't have the list. So then we interviewed DNB and ZoomInfo and all these players um, and, and we cut them a check, like all these different databases for millions of dollars. We get access to these databases. They have virtually none of the digital marketers that we need to sell IBM Interactive to. So then I spun up a bunch of manual research teams and then I got recruited to go sell for Google. And then when I went to Google, I brought on my, my head of AI from IBM to join me selling and building products at Google. And then we built a, a search engine powered by AI that will find all the contacts and companies that you need to sell to. And then we took a lot of that Watson technology to do this 10-step real-time research to find cell phones and emails, launched Seamless.ai, which was our prototype. So we like built this platform to help us automate selling ourselves. We did about $100 million in sales for Google using our prototype. And I became a millionaire in sales it was the first time I ever became a millionaire in sales um, using this prototype called Seamless. And then I realized, you know what? I want to help every person in the world generate a million dollars in sales. And then took all the money I'd made selling to bootstrap building the company, which Seamless.ai is what I do full-time. CEO and founder of that company. We're on a mission to help the world connect opportunity and give everyone you know, all the contacts that they need to to you know, positively impact a billion people. That's awesome. That's quite quite a, a deep run. And I didn't mean to jump on the poker thing. I just didn't know that about Dude, you. The poker thing was the, 
out of all the companies I've ever done, that was the easiest company, the most fun company. You know, I know your podcast is a lot about uh, financial freedom and sales and marketing freedom. I, I built so many automation technologies. Like I built this search engine that automatically found all the poker players. Then I built an email tool that would take the search engine, find the emails, throw it into an email marketing tool. And I would work four hours to eight hours a week and make hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. It was stupid. It was stupid. That was all the rage of the Chris Moneymaker days too. Oh yeah, yeah. It was right when Moneymaker was, was getting into it. And that was when you, all the ads, the TV, it was all poker everywhere. Everyone was in. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, that was, that's so cool, man. And I mean, the story about your dad's awesome too, to go from, yeah. you know, selling computers to CA being VP of sales there. That's awesome. And yeah. Then, the, so the, like, that was the interesting part too. Like I hated it. I hated my my dad's work because he was gone all the time. Like dude, he was on the road Sunday to Friday, never saw him. Like, so I'd see him Friday evening because you, you were on my podcast recently mm-hmm. and we talked about like how you work all the time and it could, it could, like when you're all in on sales, it could screw up your, your, your family and your relationships. I know you had shared really sentimental uh, story mm-hmm. about you and your daughter and your family, which was incredible. Like I remember that but I'm not someone that sits there and like plays the victim game. Looking back, that taught me, dude, you're on your own. You got to make shit happen on your own. You can't have your mom coddle you. You can't have your dad coddle you. Like you're on your own. It sucks not being around your family, but fucking toughen up and figure shit out. And now I absolutely, like all of my success, a lot of it is attributed to my family doing whatever it takes. And then learning the hard way of like, to survive, you have to just do whatever it takes. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome that you found that meaning out of that and you leverage that to help you grow so much because most, most take it the other way, you know? They, yeah, no, I mean, you, you can't, you can't. And so let me ask you this, Brandon, was that, is, is with your relationship with your dad, are you, are you guys close now? Are you guys? Oh yeah, no, we've always been close. Okay. So, so sorry, when I was growing up as a kid, I just hated my dad, like my dad's work. Cause he was gone all the time. And I just knew he had to provide for the family. Like I loved it when he came home. I only saw him 48, 48 hours a week, you know, or 72 yeah. hours a week. That was amazing. And then my mom was working two jobs till my dad made it big. So like my mom was always working, you know, we grew up super poor. So yeah, I like there's certain shit that you just never forget as a salesperson or entrepreneur. Like I remember my mom dropping us off to this daycare that then took us to get food at a food stamp place, like mm-hmm. in the ghetto of Cleveland. I remember all my clothes being bought from garage sales. Like Thursday, my mom would spend all day because like Thursday was the garage sale day. She would go through the newspaper, figure out all the garage sales, and then I'd be the kid you know, getting made fun of because all the clothes are fucking oversized. They don't fit you. They're raggedy. Like, so you just remember these things throughout your life that you then leverage as the fuel to your fire. You know, I remember that, you know, my mom passed away from Alzheimer's when I was super young. So like, that's why I became whole food plant powered 10 years ago. That's why when I'm in entrepreneurship and sales, I always take the shot and I always do massive action versus anything. Cause I'm like, dude, tomorrow I could be dead. Yeah. So why, why think about doing anything? Just take action and roll. 
because you know who like nothing's guaranteed for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, so same thing. When I was growing up, my dad, we were lower middle income. We, you know, we didn't have to get food stamps or anything like that. But same thing, my my dad, he would work midnight shifts and then would pick up two extra jobs. So like same thing, dude. Like he wasn't around a lot, and when you when he was, he was spent. You know, and so my mom so, was sure and. And so that's, that's tough, man. But that's, that's part of my why is like, I want to help share with what took me 20 plus years to learn so that people don't have to go through that and create that environment for their kids, you know, hundred yeah, percent, um, even though something beautiful has come out of it for both of us. Um, yeah. and I'm really close with my dad right now too. So, um, but I think uh, that, that secret or that key there is just like you, I, I don't believe in playing the victim game. I don't believe in, I I try to assume responsibility for everything good and bad in my life. So I just, I always look at anything and everything that happens as a, a positive learning experience. It's, it's like, I live my life through a, a shitload of experiments and tests and something that I do, I'm going to get results back, good or bad. And then I try to figure out what went bad. How do I optimize to get better results every day? with the goal of improving one to 5% every day, because the compounding interest of improving every day like that is just insane. You know, you look at the Warren Buffett graph, like every year he made more and more millions, except for like, I think two years out of his lifetime. But if you just keep improving every day, if you keep generating more results every day, the compounding interest effect of that, that is going to create this insane, unstoppable flywheel. Yeah. That's all. I mean, that's a great way to explain it. That, so let me ask you this, Brandon, like you have, and I see talking like this rep created, you know, 30 appointments a day. This one did, yeah. you know, 50, yeah. like 285 appointments. I love- whatever, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the enthusiasm. And so like you have the benefit of looking at from a macro view across the entire sales landscape. What would you say? Cause that's one of the biggest problems is pipeline with people all the time. They talk about that. Yep. And so like, what are the, the, like the ninja skills or patterns that you see for people that never have a pipeline problem? And I don't even know if that's possible, but have you seen companies that don't have a pipeline problem and ever, and um, you know, what does that look like or what are the ones that are most successful and how are they constructed? Yeah. The, the ones that are most successful, cause, cause we're, you know, we work with, shit, almost 120,000 sales teams, marketing teams, and, and the sales professionals specifically at, at companies large and small. What I see is uh, they, they do, they're doing two things, right? Number one, they're, they're always building an extensive amount of lists for their target market, their total addressable market. It's like number one, the list. These people are always every day building lists of people that they need to sell to. Mm-hmm. And then number two, they're just executing and selling to that list every day. They're not doing paralysis by analysis. They're not trying to get perfection versus production. They're always producing, whether it's they're always producing the list of people that they need to sell to and then actually calling, emailing, social selling to that list, but they don't try to be perfect. They just go. You know, I've I've got a, a, a tagline called LFG. It stands for let's fucking go. That's all they do. Like the top salespeople, they just LFG, they just go and they hit it hard. And I think um, that's the greatest way to build pipeline. Now, you know, you can be super, that doesn't mean I don't recommend being uh, non-strategic, right? You know, you want to identify 
Who's your ICP? What markets? What industries? What personas? What pain points? What desires? What uh, biggest KPIs, responsibilities? You name it, right? How do I take them from current state to future state? So I'm not saying skip that stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm saying you don't need to spend three months on trying to understand your ICP. It's like, let's MVP one. Who's our ICP in 30 minutes? What is the list in 30 minutes? What is the script in 30 minutes? Launch. Then, you know, like I had mentioned, the tests, start getting data back, start understanding how are we doing, good or bad? What can we improve? Then go from an MVP one to an MVP two. The Tesla Model S Plaid wasn't built in 24 hours, right? Elon Musk launched Tesla 10 years ago and it was version one and it was shitty and then it got better every year. Uh, But he pre-sold it, which is another genius thing to do. Just get on the market, show it, sell it and and rock and roll. I love it. Yeah, and then the data is so critical. So so in light of that, if, if they want to execute on steps one and two, what, you know, prescriptive, process, like tactical process, would you take and guide people on to to make that happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I recommend figuring out who, who the ideal customer account is, who the ideal customer persona is, you know, what are the top industries? What are the top departments, seniorities, like really audit where are you at today? Where are you trying to go? Who, what is the markup? of where you're trying to go. Um, and then like picking a niche, I call it picking a niche to get rich. I like niche better than niche. To me, it just sounds better. <laughs> Ryan, what do you like? Do you like niche or do you like niche? I like niche better. I'm more, yeah, I'm more right? niche guy. Niche sounds like I'm trying to be fancy when I'm not. Yeah, so. niche. Like pick a niche and get rich. So, yeah. you know, uh, with, with marketing, with sales, if I try to sell to financial services, SaaS, manufacturing, healthcare, if I write a message, and I, I could build a list of all those 10 industries and then try to write a script that addresses all 10 at once. Like the message isn't going to resonate and it's not going to light up my prospect like the 4th of July or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. Like you really want to have a very specific audience, very specific need, niche, and the list is specific. The scripts are specific uh, with your messaging your value proposition, your elevator pitch. So that way it's like, okay, I help VPs of sales at software companies with 50 to 250 employees trying to go from 10 million to 50 million in revenue who are experiencing empty calendars, no back-to-back appointments on the hour, every hour, and they can't grow their ARR to hit their numbers if their life depended on it. That's very specific, right? Mm -hmm. So then if I write my scripts to those people and I build the list to those people, when I'm calling to that list with those scripts, everyone I talk to, the only way to do personalization at scale is by picking a niche, writing your scripts, building the list, selling to that list. It's the only way to do it. I think you hit on a lot of great points there, man. A lot of great stuff. So what, what kind of results have you seen people get from, from deploying this? Like the best case studies that, that you guys have, like, What's, what's the outcomes? Yeah, let me, let me show you real quick. Hold on, coming back. So we have over a thousand people that have won our six and seven figure presidents club awards. So this is our seven figure presidents club award, which means you've generated over a million dollars in sales. 
When you do, we ship you our six or seven figure club award at presidentsclubawards.com. So Ryan, once you make millions in sales with Seamless, I'll have to get you your award. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we, we've seen over a thousand people join President's Club, hundreds of people win the seven figure club, hundreds of people win the six figure club, the six figure club's right here, it's gold. And then the, the seven figure club is platinum. So you know, by, by having the list, writing the scripts, selling the list, you know, when you have cell phones and emails for everyone in the world, like you can become unstoppable. You just have to execute the activity uh, and you have to be strategic about it. And that's, that's why we built Seamless. Um, this isn't a pitch for Seamless. It's just, you can't sell if you don't know who to sell to and how to connect with them. All of yeah. my success, my entire life, like I wrote a whole book on this is like the only way to be successful is you need to know who you need to connect with. And then you need to have their contact information to connect with them instantly. And um, you could do anything. I've raised nearly tens of millions of dollars in funding. I've, we've sold tens of millions of dollars in sales. You know, we've generated over $100 million in sales for Google, $75 million in sales for IBM. Because we were able to build the list, sell the list. And that's right. like my, my top secret. And then if you wanted one last secret to go on top of that, it's like you just have, if you want to achieve success, you just have to copy the people that have been successful. And my, my new book, which is Sales Secrets, and you spent a decade reading 250 sales books and trying to go through every single page. What's the little secret? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is stupid. It took me a decade to do. And, and granted, I doubled my income every year, every year until becoming a multimillionaire in sales. But I wish I had just one book with all the experts on their top sales secret so that I could just, what is the secret and how to apply it? So we wrote sales secrets and I wrote that because another big thing that, that helped elevate and, and multiply my results was figuring out what do the most successful people do in sales and just model it and copy it and implement it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's great, man. I mean, that, that was one of the, the key takeaways I had from the enterprise sales summit that I did where I interviewed like 29 different people and so like, it was so cool to hear every single person's different, like best practice or ninja skill um, that was like relevant for what's happening right now. You know, not, not shit from like five years ago or whatever. And so then I stacked that on all the top of the results and I'm like going to rewrite the playbook right now. That's what I'm, I'm in the process of doing. So yeah. What, what was like the biggest theme or takeaway that you had from those you think? Yeah. You know, um, Here's, here's something that, that's a great question, man. Cause like I cut it up into three days, right? So there, there's business development, then there's pipeline execution, then there's like next generation. So here is something that, that kind of like stuck out to me that everybody's out there kind of like pitching their approach or their difference. Outbound's the best, inbound's the best. Like, let's just say prospecting, build your brand, branding's everything. You don't even need to call anybody. They'll all come inbound, right? And like, what kind of hit me over the head with the sledgehammer, like with that one? And I don't know if this is my top takeaway. I, I had to process it. I'm like, but like, it all depends on the person. So like, it's hard to make a sales rep all of a sudden become a thought leader and be awesome at fucking copywriting and shit like that. Like right. people aren't necessarily built as writers or as interviewers. So hard, so hard to write. Yeah. And so like, so for some people, it's going to be one thing. I think it's like, there's a lot of different ways that work really well. You just got to find which one has the least amount of friction for you 
and that you would get excited about doing consistently. Cause most of the time when I see people like shitting the bed, when it comes to prospecting or building pipe or organizations is because of a mental block of a reason why the rep doesn't do it yep. you know, or their team doesn't do it. So that, that's something simple, man. And then the other thing is that was a big takeaway is like, I didn't realize legitimately how many sub niches within sales there are that people oh, wow. are like ridiculously brilliant at, like ridiculously brilliant at. And so that was like just, super deep in a specific area. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like we were talking Justin Michael, he's like spent 300 hours reviewing like sales tech stacks. Like I'm not going to spend 300 hours reviewing sales tech stacks, nope. you know? And then, so yeah, I, I mean, there's just like little things like that that you see or like Amy Bullis's view on um, like the interview process and like getting it to be experiential so you can truly see how people execute. And then you got like Scott Lee's talking about mental health, which his approach. So there's so many different ways that, that people could be successful. So I, I thought that was pretty, really cool. It's awesome, man. That's great. I love yeah, it. Man. Yeah. I'm excited to, I'm excited hopefully to get some time and check that out. Yeah, dude, I'll hook you up, man. So, um, so on, on an ending note, you got a lot going on, man. You got, you got seamless, you got your show, you got the podcast, you got your books. Yep. Where can people find you? How can they, they get more branded and, and like, where do they go, man? Yeah, I, I would say, so I post daily script strategies and secrets on, uh, on our platform at www.seamless.ai. You can join for free. Uh, you know, when you join Seamless for free, you'll be able to find emails and cell phones for anyone in the world that you need to sell to instantly uh, in seconds, which is amazing. And then also, you know, we've got, yeah, our new book, Sales Secrets coming out. We've got my third book, Whatever It Takes coming out. And my book launch people were freaking out because they're like, you, you should launch a book every year. And I'm like, dude, I don't, you know, back to my mom. I'm like, I don't want to die with this book. It's almost a thousand pages uh, sitting on the bookshelf or my other book, whatever it takes. So join seamless.ai for free and we'll get you links to the different books that, that we could hook you up with that will help you maximize revenue, increase sales and acquire your total addressable market instantly. And this one's a number one bestseller, seven figure social selling on Amazon. Uh, this will give you over what, 400 pages of proven social selling script strategies and secrets. So feel free to pick that up and let me know what you think. Uh, our mission is to help you you know, become the best that you can be professionally and personally. So thank you so much for having us today. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources. So I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I want to ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.